Welcome to the Raisin Rad podcast with Joan Emma Radosevich. This is episode three of our first season all about gardening. Today we're going to be talking about what's going on in our garden this week, how we plan our gardens, um, a little bit about uh, gardening indoors, as well as our dream gardens. Thanks for listening. All right, so it is now the second week of February. What is new in our garden this week? Uh, new in our garden this week is we have seeds on top of the refrigerator that we're starting. We've got um, more lettuce. This time it's red yes. sales lettuce. We've got spinach, also hopefully for salad. Those are being those are sprouting as we speak. We've got cilantro. Because I was like, we can grow cilantro indoors. There's no reason we got to wait on that. It's pretty short. It's supposed to be ready in 40 days or so. Hmm. So we're going to count cool. on 50. Yeah, uh, <laughs> probably. And uh, the and our oldest, Ellie, she wanted to save some of the seeds from an orange and <laughs> try and sprout. Well, she wants to grow an orange tree. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we yeah, live we'll in Wisconsin, see how long that so lasts. We'll see, uh, <laughs> let's sprout it and have fun with that. So that's what's new. We got the lettuce in the basement still growing strong. That one, we've got the tomatoes are doing really well in mm-hmm. the basement. So, and that is just an experiment. Yeah, I'm feeling good about that. Um, that's that's some of the stuff that's going on this week. Oh, we but somebody we asked got those me. Seeds. We did get the seeds. We did get our seeds that were at the and post office. That's the cilantro that we got to start. Somebody asked a friend uh, was looking at the garden or the indoor garden and said, "Like, what kind of lettuce is this, and and why do you grow this?" And my answer was, "Because that's the only lettuce my wife will let me grow." <laughs> that's I don't even like know. I, I don't know. I don't know. We've never had a discussion about this. <laughs> But we only grow leaf lettuce. Yes. And it's good. We Green ice and red sails are kind of the standards. But we don't grow iceberg, which I understand that because it's not any good. You know. We don't, we don't grow romaine. No. Because I'm not sure why. Why is it that we only grow leaf lettuce? Because that's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> happy wife, happy life. And this life. is all about me, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I like the leaf lettuce. I like... The way that it grows, I like um, those specifically. I like the curly crunchiness of them. Um, I don't know. I just like them. Are there other kinds of lettuce besides the ones I named? Uh, I'm sure. Hmm. The uh, catalogs usually have several, a couple of rows of different kinds of lettuce. So yes, I do like the flavor. They taste great. And it is nice that we can cut the outer leaves and it will keep growing. Yeah. And so what do we get? Probably three weeks of growth out of each? Is that, oh, is that yeah. Right? I mean, unless I cut the whole thing off, which I have before. Right. Cut the entire, um, it's not really a head, but the entire plant off. Okay. But yeah, I mean, they'll keep growing. So I take them, take the biggest ones and let more grow. So, the, yeah. Okay. Uh, the only other thing we have going is I'm just kind of read, printing off and reading a few articles just so I can oh, figure yeah. out and dial in. So this week I was learning about how we're going to prevent or kill mm-hmm. the uh, squash vine borers. So that's just kind of 
preparing for garden season. Yeah. And I guess that's what we have growing in the garden this week. Okay, so how so let's give a, an overview of how we plan. How do we plan our garden? Okay. When does it start? Yeah. So I never stop planning. <laughs> but um I kind of think like when we do our last like picking and preserving, my wheels start turning to what I want to grow next year. And I start making a list, a physical list of all the things I want to grow the next year. And half the list is more than half. Three quarters of the list is our standards. You know, the things that we grow every year that our family eats and that we want to have. Um, And then I always kind of come up with some things that I want to experiment on, that I want to try out for the next year. So the first, I think the first step is... um, just making a list of what is it that we're going to grow. But, or, but you also might, in, we might include, you make a list of what do you want to can and preserve. Right. Which is kind of linked in with all that. It yeah. Is well, actually, what yes. do I want to get from all yeah, this work? Yeah, I guess it kind of goes together. Yes. What is it that I want at the end of the season, basically? Um, I want to have grown these things and I want to have preserved this much food. So... Yeah, I mean, I start with the list, and then as far as the preservation goes, um, I work backwards. So if I want 250 pounds of tomatoes, then that means we need, um, I don't remember how many, it's like 20 plants or something of tomatoes um, based on their average yields. So my input is a lot more loosey-goosey because I'm thinking more in terms of what worked and what do we need to change? Do we need to move something to another place? Mm-hmm. And then I kind of just, what am I excited about? Yeah. So this year I was like, hey, the tomatoes, I just don't think that they've got enough space to get as yeah. tall as we want. And so I was like, what can we do? And ended up reading and researching and figuring out, yeah, let's move the, let's move the tomatoes and grow them somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Trellis them a little bit differently than we've done. Yes. I would say that's step two. So after we kind of have that list, our second step is we sort of look back and say, what needs to change about our garden? And we kind of, I mean, and and these things aren't like one day, one, you know, 10 minute time we sit down and like figure that out. Like this is sort of a couple of months of like talking through our garden, you know, like it doesn't just happen like that for us. Those two steps. <laughs> the third step would be um, at New Year's, we actually sit down and um, go through the seed catalogs and mark the varieties that we want. Yeah. Which I always find really fun <laughs> to be like, oh, this is the one we want, which almost always the same stuff. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, we get something different. Um, a different variety. I think we got different pumpkins this year. Well, of course, we got tons of different tomatoes this year that we want to try out. Um, yeah, well, and we ask the kids, what do you want to grow? Yeah, they so each that... kind of get something that they want to grow. And then also at New Year's, we will actually um, plan out the garden, uh, making a um, 
diagram. I don't know. What do you call it? <laughs> a chart, a diagram, an actual That's a diagram. drawing of the garden. Yeah. And um, this is Joe's thing where he actually plugs in each plant where it's going to go on the diagram. So by the beginning of January, we know exactly what's going to happen. Which is, in some ways, it's crazy because we live in a place where the common wisdom is that you cannot plant anything until June 1st. And so it's five months until <laughs> we can, according to the common wisdom, plant anything. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can start seeds indoors. You actually can do some cool season stuff earlier than that. Yeah. But we get really excited way in advance. Yeah. What that's allowed us to do, though, is uh, like get creative and growth, like figure out, can we grow things at other times in other ways? Sure. Yeah. You can't put tomatoes out until June 1st. But is there anything you can grow? Yeah. And is there anything we can prepare? And that's kind of where we ended up with cold frames. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. So January 1st is crazy. Just plan that early. But I'm, I'm really learning. You can grow stuff a lot mm -hmm. throughout the year. Even here in Wisconsin, you can get creative and figure some stuff out. Yeah. So that's like the real, like that's how we plan. That's how we plan our garden. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, there is like five more months that we have to wait. But like you said, there's actually other things that go on in that time period. Like we are going to be starting our seeds indoors in the next few weeks, like our actual plants that are going outside. Um, yeah. The stuff that we have growing right now is just because we want to grow <laughs> before then actually harvest things from inside our house. Um, but yeah, and right in March, in March and April, we'll be starting. Mm -hmm. um, April 1st is tomatoes. Actual, so... the actual plants that will be going outside in June. And um also like you said it's giving us the time to um print off all our stuff from the University of Minnesota so that we can um figure out some things that didn't work so well or what we can do better for specific plants so and and we'll revisit that plan too it's not like this is the only plan sometimes we move things around um, like we just talked about the squash plants are going to need some additional care. And I was like, oh no, do we have to like totally move them to a different place? But, which we may still have to, but I think we can yeah. make them work. So it's not like this is totally set in stone. Things might change, but it's really fun to have that done early. It's it's just, it's exciting. Yeah, because planning doesn't really end because now we're learning that you can, when one thing comes up, you can plant something else in its place. Yeah. And if you plan, then it's, then like uh, something dying or planting something in something else's place is not so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Used to, we felt like there were just like three months that you grow things. Actually, it was probably more like five, but five months that you grow things and we didn't really do a whole lot of succession planting because mm -mm. we didn't have enough. We don't really understand. Yeah. We didn't have enough imagination for the fact that you can grow things mm -hmm. at other times. We, and we played with it last year. We were able to, um, we planted some new like green beans. We planted new, um, 
something. <laughs> Spinach, those cold weather things, um, more lettuce, of course, later. So we did some of that, um, but I think we want to do it even more this That year. brings me to my question. What is changing about our planning now? This year, this season, what's different about our planning this year? You've already mentioned that we're kind of focusing in, especially with the University of Minnesota Extension Center's help, on specific varieties. What other changes is going on with our planning? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> well, one thing I thought... What of, else do you think is changing? Uh, well, let me ask a question so I can answer it myself. <laughs> I, uh, what do you think is changing about our garden this year, honey? Um, well, for one, we're like blocking sections out. Oh, yeah, that's so true. So the square foot gardening method, you've heard us talk about it before. Mel Bartholomew is the author of the book. I think he used to have a TV program too. He's big on you have like a box, four feet by four feet with the 16 squares and you plant all different things in them and it helps prevent pests and it's just the best of everything. Yeah, like basically one, not one, but basically six different things in it. And it looks, and like one box might have like one tomato plant and another one might have four green bean plants and another one might have 16 carrots. And you've got some lettuce in there. And yeah, got, so it's just a, it's a huge variety. And so it's it. incredibly beautiful. It's a, it looks really, really cool. Yeah. We've always planted that way. When we had four boxes, we did it that way. It was super cool looking. When Now that we've got the equivalent of 13, 13. boxes uh, spread, you know, in different shapes and spread around the house in different places, it looks super cool. The problem is it just does not work on the scale that we want it to. Yeah. So we think that his idea works really well if you are like one person, <laughs> it one does person. not work. It does not work for planting for a family. Yeah. Like just, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. And so it, so it makes succession planting difficult. It makes it yeah. hard to track what you put where, because it's like, wait, was this a radish square or was this the carrot square? I can't remember yeah. their seeds. So I can't see it. So one of the things that have changed in our planning this year is we're, instead of putting cabbages across the entire garden in all sorts of different places. Mm -hmm. Sure, it looks cool, but like we're going to put them all in one section yeah. so that we know this is the cabbage section and also the pest um, It'll help prevention. with some pesticide issues mm -hmm. uh because the like say our cabbages get eaten by slugs. Well, spreading them around the garden means extra work in trying to mm -hmm. keep slugs from every section of the garden. Yeah. Instead, we're just going to be able to put all the cabbages together, put put the uh, the traps or the whatever it is we're doing for the slugs around those cabbages, and then we don't have to worry about it everywhere else because slugs yeah. don't affect every plant; they right. just affect cabbages. So that's different in our planning. This and we year. are leaving some variety, like there is some, you know, different kinds of things next to each other, but it's more blocked than. We've probably ever done. Yeah. So that's different in our garden planning this year. And I think some of the other thing that's different is just dialing it in. So. Yeah. We're really working hard to. To say, hey, what, what can we do to I make it the most out of this plant? Yeah. How do we grow this one differently? So um, that's kind of what's different in our planning this year. Hopefully that will make succession planting easier 
It'll make it easier to track what's where. Yeah. Um, it's going to be an awesome year. We'll see. That's the thing about gardening. You never know. <laughs> you never know. You never we had big plans last year and it was like, oh my, cold and rainy all the way through June. <laughs> we had so much water. Raised beds helped, but yeah. it, there was... It but was when it stays 50 degrees through June, yeah. um, you can't get things going very well. <laughs> That's okay. And that is how we're planning our garden. Okay, so you've talked about um, our lights and seed starting. So uh, let's talk a little bit about um, how we grow indoors. Okay, so how did we even start? Was it Kentucky? Um, yes, we didn't grow. We didn't start seed. We always um, grew from plants in Illinois. So we wanted to start with seeds. So we, yeah, so when you buy plants from a nursery or from a big box store, you're just kind of limited to what they have. So we wanted mm -hmm. to start branching out and buying, getting some custom stuff or just, hey, this is going to be better for our area. And so that's how we got into starting seeds indoors. Yeah. And I don't know how we ended up with the seed catalogs that we do, but like they're good. <laughs> and I've tried, looked at other ones and I don't care for them as well. Um, so what we have is we have a metal rack in the basement is the main thing that we use. It's a metal rack in the basement and there's two shelves that I've hooked up some LED lights to. LED lights make it super efficient to keep lights on the plants for 13 or 14 hours a day. And so, and then, but the lights are done on chains and there's nothing fancy. I mean, I bought like cheap chains at Walmart. The lights were LED lights from Walmart and we can hang them up there so that we can raise and lower the, the lights. Yeah. Cause you want to keep them within about a half an inch. The guidelines are about an inch, but I think things do better at half an inch um, from the plants. So some of them are red and blue. I think I've mentioned before something about, they look like a rave. Yeah. It's going on. It's kind of weird. The other one <laughs> is just regular white lights the from what i understand it makes no different make no different <laughs> it makes no difference if you use regular white lights or you use the special grow lights that grow that glow green red or yeah. blue whatever um it makes no difference we haven't noticed a difference on that rack it's just the difference that we have this year because we are just growing more and more things I'm going to take the fluorescent fixture from above my workbench in the shop and use, you can use regular fluorescent bulbs, but a friend gave me some grow light bulbs for mm. that. And so again, it makes no difference, but since I have them, I kind of feel like using them. Yeah. And so we're going to set that up and I'll be able to adjust the height of the, we may need an additional one too. Yeah, we I could. Think. I haven't run how much it costs to run a fluorescent light 13 hours a day. Mm. They're, they're more efficient than just a regular like bulb, but led lights. I mean, I think, do we pay 10 bucks for each bulb or for each fixture? I thought those were 20, $20 a piece. I thought they were. 
Well, so we bought two. Maybe if you're I'm thinking wrong. about doing it, maybe there's have, twenty all together. I don't we, know. We have two of them, and we can put one entire flat of seeds underneath it. Yeah. And it, how many seeds? God, it's six deep. Um, I don't know how much six. it is across. Yeah, I should know that. But so then what we do? So that's that's the setup. And then underneath that, we just use good old seed starting trays that you buy at any store, reuse them, and uh, and then we'd get soil starting mix. You can buy it anywhere. It's mostly peat moss. It's got a few other things mixed into it, but it's really loose. And we use that to grow seeds from seed to either we can transplant it outside what we're learning now is it's good to transplant them into four inch pots. Yeah. Push I them just, down deeper and give them sturdier. Um, yeah. Stocks. One, one of the winter tasks that I've never done and I should, and I'm going to do it for the first time this year is to clean all of those trays. Mm. Like you're supposed to clean them to make sure there's no disease that gets, um, that gets passed from one year to the next. We've never had an issue with it, but this year I'm going to clean for the first time. And do that the way that it's supposed to be done. I did read this week about soil blocking, which is where you make a mixture with the soil and you compact it. And instead of using seed starting trays, but honestly, that doesn't really fit us right now. We don't need to. Yeah. It doesn't hurt anything to grow them in seed trays. Yeah. Especially because we have them. I mean, we might eventually need to get more, but for yeah. now we're good. For the size garden we have right now, I'm not sure soil blocking is something we <laughs> right need to now, jump to. Keyword. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the whole world should be a garden. <laughs> so um, that's that's the setup downstairs. Somebody asked me how we start seeds. Do we have like seed starting blankets or heated blankets or what do what do we do? I take those seed cells and I put soil in them, put the seeds in them. Make sure that they stay moist. And then I put them on top of the refrigerator. We've done it for yep. years. Yep. There's no issue. I it's don't, a little bit warm up there. Just slightly <laughs> warm. Honestly, it could probably be warmer. In Wisconsin in the winter, there's no I'm real warm I'm not sure there's a warm house. place. <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't keep our house that hot. Um, so the, the other part of our indoor garden that I'm super proud of is uh my succulents the yeah the cactus plants mm -hmm. that we have in the window of the kitchen cacti yeah, well, is that plural i think cacti is plural yes okay so i actually got these from emma's grandmother she gave them to me five years ago or so uh, yeah yeah and they're little cuttings from the cactus that she has in her kitchen window and she got one of them 50 years before she gave it to me. Mm -hmm. And the other one, she got 60 years before she gave it to me. Yeah. From her mom and her mother-in-law. Yes. And so I realized that these plants are not 60 years old and 50 years old. Technically, Technically right. Technically 50 they're and, but cuttings. They're from cuttings. <laughs> they're from a plant that's at least It's 55 like sourdough starter. <laughs> Yeah. Like it's not actually 200 years old, but it's from an old thing. So I love them simply because I'm like someday when I've had them for 30 years, then they're yeah. going to be like, you know, the, the plant that's 80 years old mm -hmm. or 90 years old. 
and I'll be the old man just doting on my little cactus. Yeah, it won't so, be little then. Well, give me well, a bumper sticker know, for my car. This is Cactus Dad. <laughs> Proud Cactus Dad. Proud Cactus Dad. Dad. <laughs> That's weird. My cactus is smarter um, than sixth grade. <laughs> Okay, that's an interesting story though because those we thought they weren't doing anything. Yeah, and then we yep. realized they grow down before they grow up. Yeah, I actually probably need to do something with them because one of them getting kind of tall is going to fall. Yeah, over. it needs to be in a new um, pot. I think. I actually or don't, cut it and make a new one. I was just told don't water them very often, and so I don't. They basically mm -hmm. get ignored most of the time, and they do so great. Yeah. So I like really the, cool. I love the story behind it that it came from her grandmother, it actually came from her mother and mother in law, and so I really love that story. That's my. I actually think they've thrived more since we've lived in this house. Yep, than they did in Kentucky, which is weird. I mean, not like. I think that they get more sun here, because the orientation of that. kitchen. Oh yeah, that was a weird kitchen window. Yep, that, and that, here it's like right in the sun. That kitchen That's true. faced west. Uh, I have no idea which way it faced, but it was like weird corner <laughs> window. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it didn't get much sun, whatever it did. So, um, yeah, that's our indoor stuff. I imagine as we get closer to really starting seeds that we'll probably dive in a little bit more to seed starting, but it's not super fancy. And yeah. we just grow stuff indoors. So, I mean, once they, I, I will add, once they've sprouted then on top of the fridge... Yeah. You actually move them then to under the lights. Yeah. Um, so that's a little difference. Uh huh. And I'm learning to transplant them from those seed starting yeah. cells to bigger pots. So then once they get what is it a certain size or when do you, when did you transplant them to the next thing? When I thought they were big enough. That's this really is, scientific. This is new to me. <laughs> this is new to me. I'm learning about this. Um. So some people transplant when the plant gets as tall as the soil it's in is deep. Okay. That's what yeah. I've, I've learned. Some people do that. I, I don't uh, know. So what is that? A couple inches? Uh, it's probably two inches deep, maybe three. Yeah. Um, I just kind of waited until it was, it had true leaves and was yeah. kind of stocky. And then I would plant them deeper in other cups. Yeah. So then you just kind of dumped them out and put them into something bigger. Yeah. And having an indoor garden is so incredibly fun and takes very little work. But it just makes yeah. me feel like, like, oh, something new is happening all the time. And it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. And those lettuce are looking really great. I can't wait to eat them. Yeah. And I, lettuce, I think it'll be... I regret basically taking... From November to beginning of January to grow anything. We should have been trying to grow spinach yeah. and lettuce. We would be enjoying it right now. We were a little busy though. That's true. We had a baby. Yeah, we did have a baby. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So how about we, how about we talk about dream gardens? Okay. We like our garden, but yes. what is, what is your dream garden? Okay. So our garden now is pretty dreamy, but, um, my dream garden has a few elements. The first one is that it would, I would be able to, um, eat from that garden for a whole year. So obviously during the actual like spring and summer, like 
you know, season where things are growing outside, eating from it, but then having enough to preserve to get me until the garden starts producing again outside the next year, which I have gotten really close <laughs> to that before. Um, we, uh, last year I got, I think I used like our last thing in like April or something, which was really close to like June. Of course there wouldn't really necessarily be anything happening right at the beginning of June, but we could have had, lettuce, I mean, I guess, but. yeah, those kinds of things would have come up, but, um, we have gotten close before and we're still eating on our garden from last year. Yeah. Um, just this week we had, um, actually last night we had squash, the cheesy squash casserole, and that was squash that I had frozen. And we and opened a new jar of pickles. We did. Yeah. We've got Cucumbers so many pickles. <laughs> so now do you mean you want to eat it year round as in self-sufficient or you just want to have food from our garden to eat regularly? Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, is that a dream? Yes. <laughs> Do I want to, um Yes, that is a dream, but I don't know that it's a godly dream. So I think it's more like I just want to be eating something that we grew for, you know, until the next season. Like, I just think that's that's like my ultimate goal i guess it's pretty fun when we have a full meal in the summer yeah where we grew except, everything for, except me, for the meat. yes it is really great but you'd like to do that kind of throughout the year if, we, if possible. yeah some other elements are um like beautiful things i would love like flowers garden paths you know a cute playhouse in the middle of a garden like just some really like neat little elements like that um and also, I would really love it to shift to more of like a farm <laughs> and having chickens and miniature cows. And I don't really know if I want to grow pigs, but my parents might have as well. miniature cows and they're awesome. <laughs> they're really good size. Yeah. Pretty so awesome. I especially want the chickens for, oh. for chickens and for eggs. So that's my dream. What's yours? Guess what my number one element is. Apple orchard. That's number two. Really? Oh my gosh. I don't know then. What's a your greenhouse. first? Greenhouse. Oh, you really want a greenhouse? Yes. A greenhouse or solarium? Both. Both. <laughs> I forgot to I mention forgot that part. That. I want a solarium too. Okay. A solarium <laughs> in case you don't know what that is. That's like a, a glass room that's a part of your house. Yeah. So kind of like a conservatory, I, I feel like I would know, be a word yeah. for it. So uh, I'd love one of those, but uh, I'd love to have a greenhouse. Um, my dream garden, yes, I would have enough space to have easily 20 apple trees. So I can grow varieties that are kind of rare yeah. or special. Yeah. I would like to have a big enough garden to grow finicky things. Where I'm not okay. like, yeah. oh gosh, if this apple tree doesn't bear, I'm gonna. Then we have no apples. I'm yeah. gonna have no apples. There's, there's a kind of apple tree called a Cox's orange pippin. In case you're wondering, and it's supposed to be pretty finicky, but when it's when it's on, it's like spectacular. Mm. And well, there's tomatoes like that too. Yeah, there's a tomato called Brandywine that's like the most spectacular tomato. But as it is, I can't don't feel like we can spend the space in our garden. 
on the chance that it might be a bad year for Brandywine. Yeah. So I'd like to, have, uh, but I too would like to have garden pads. I'd like there to be some beautiful areas. I actually love our current setup because we can grow so much food in a very small space. Yes. That we don't, I don't feel like we would have to have like a big, huge, expansive garden just to have fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Like the Missouri Botanical Gardens has their raised bed section. Yeah, which is and, awesome. And I'm like, if there was a section like that, then I, that'd be awesome to have other areas for other things and they to also enjoy. Have a greenhouse in there. They do, but that's a really small. It was one. a little one, yeah. It was really small, so. Yeah, so I think that would be fun. This year I'm looking forward to adding some beautiful things to our garden, the front of our house in particular. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are a few of the elements. But yeah, I think chickens and miniature cows and apple trees and uh, greenhouse. Um, being able to have a fun layout. Nikki Jabor has a really cool book on garden plans. And there's really neat yeah, uh, garden plans cool in there just to kind of dream of things. But the thing is, as I'm realizing, like most of the elements that we just said, we actually have now. We have. Which is very we nice. We have the apple like, trees. I don't have any <laughs> We don't reason. have 20, but. <laughs> yeah, we don't have. We do Four have, is a really good start. <laughs> we do have a, uh, a, a daughter of Cox's Orange Pippin that's supposed to try and make it more reliable. Which one is that? Suncrisp. I can't keep our apples straight. We all have, I know is that there's wine sap and golden delicious, and that is all I care about. We have a couple of apple varieties that, for different reasons, uh, we'd never heard of before, uh, or were newer varieties. And I'm actually really thrilled with the idea behind them. Hopefully, this year we get to find out if we actually mm-hmm. like those. Yeah. Um. So those are. Are there any other elements? Have I told you I'd thought about hydroponics in the basement? No. Growing? Not a fan. Water strawberries? Not a fan. Anyway, I, that's not really part of my dream setup. It's just <laughs> something I was thinking about. <laughs> so, that is our dream garden setup, at least for right now. Thanks for joining us for episode three, kind of week three of our uh, garden diaries. One thing that you can do that would help us a ton is ask questions because it helps us like know what are people interested in. People ask us gardening questions pretty regularly, but it helps from week to week basis. So if you have questions, please uh, ask them. And if you think somebody else might be interested or you have fun with this podcast, share it with a friend.